0: is 5.08. You're listening to the evening edition with Sharmila and Sharad. First up this hour, the struggles of the budget hotel industry post-pandemic.
1: As you said, earlier, Sharmila, it does seem like there is a revival in tourism. And so the question is, what's happening with the budget hotel sector uh, or segment of the sector? So the Malaysian Budget uh, and Business Hotel Association says that the budget hotel industry has not recovered to pre-pandemic levels. Its president said that in in order to speed up recovery authorities need to give the industry a boost by regulating uh, online travel agencies and short term rental accommodations these seem to be the the biggest challenges mm-hmm. for the industry the price- reason is because online pat- platforms charge uh, low rates that uh, allow these hotels to be occupied but in fact provides them nothing in terms of profitability.
0: Yeah, so in fact the President went on to say that when the profit margins are so low, it's difficult for the hotels to basically maintain upkeep, buy new linen, upgrade facilities and so on and essentially they are calling for a regulation on the percentage that these online uh, platforms can charge charge charge. And he uh, he also cited Penang as an example, because they decided to regulate um, STRA last year. Um, Basically, that's a business that doesn't have laws or regulations to regulate the business. um, And therefore, among the operations that fall under this, are, uh, for instance, Airbnb. Um, So of course, there are other platforms as well that do um, hotel hotel bookings and offer all these bundled discounts and so on. I'm sure we all have different ones that we use. Um, And I did find this quite interesting because I would bet that more and more people use these platforms to make their bookings um, without thinking about the long-term impact that those platforms might have on the industry. But then conversely, I think it is also a little bit of a big ask for the consumer to, because what are we saying? Pay a little bit more now so that the industry can recover. That's a lot to put on the individual consumer as well.
1: It does seem so, right, because many of us are driven by uh, the simple equation, right? We want bang for a buck as a consumer. Uh, what happens to the industry in the short term is, isn't of concern, should, needn't be of concern. But the long-term consequence are something that we will also have to swallow. Down the road, we'll have less diversity in terms of options with budget. If they are driven in this kind of race to the bottom in terms of pricing, uh, you know, they will be... Uh, you know, driven into into shutdown. And then what happens, right? Then we'll have less of an option as a consumer as well. But you're right, uh, at this point in time, it does seem like a big ask.
0: Yeah, and and I think exactly why the call is actually being made towards uh, policy and the government and not so much towards consumers. Um, So we will be hearing very shortly um, more about this from Gary Bauman, who is director of Check In Asia. Uh, But in the meantime, we want to hear from you. When it comes to your hotel bookings, do you usually use a booking platform or go directly to the hotel? Let us know. You can call 777-332-900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at
2: BFM Radio. Bulldozing Fine Measures. BFM 89.9. The Business Station.
0: It is five thirteen. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Girard, and we're talking about how budget hotels are still struggling to recover, uh, despite our tourism being on the upswing, uh, primarily because of things like online booking platforms and short-term rentals, um, making their profit margins very low. So we've been asking you: Do you usually book hotels on a platform or directly from the hotel? You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Gary Bauman, Director at Check-In Asia. They work on tourism strategy. Gary, good to have you with us. So the Malaysian Budget and Business Hotel Association has said that the budget hotel industry hasn't recovered yet. Does this reflect what you've observed? Are people less likely to stay in budget hotels during their travels now?
2: I think that's a really good question I think across the region not just in Malaysia we're seeing uh, travel patterns shift and and evolve and change after the pandemic and I just don't think anything has settled down yet I I think you're right that the the budget end of the the segment um is struggling I mean there's no question about that I think there are a number of reasons we can talk about those in a moment but um certainly we're what 13 14 months into the recovery and it's taking longer for patterns to recover than, than we than we thought that they would perhaps. Um, but we also have to accept that the pandemic had huge impact, not just on the travel industry, not just on the hotel industry, but on consumers, on travelers, on the way they think and the way they perceive, and also their own budgets as well. So um, we're, we're still going through a period of transition for sure.
1: So can you help us understand why this is happening and have people's preferences uh, shifted since the pandemic ended?
2: Yeah, I think to some degree, yes. I think there is this, uh, there's this tendency to think that the pandemic was this huge inflection point And it was a great change for travel and tourism that you we know, will ultimately enter a new era. And I think to some degree, that's true. But I think at the same time, the hotel industry still tends to backtrack and look at 2019 as the benchmark. And that's going to decide how we get to a recovery. So, you know, we have to look at what is a recovery right now. And I think Malaysia is doing okay at the moment, but there are certain segments that are struggling. In terms of uh, you know, how are, are people's budgets and their perceptions changing? I mean, we all had two nearly 3 years to sit back and think about what travel means to us, what tourism means and how in future we actually want to make the most of our travels. If we look back at the the last decade, 2010 through 2019, One of the key drivers of travel and tourism across all segments from budget right up to luxury was frequency of travel, more people were traveling more frequently. And I think what we've seen over the past year is that isn't hasn't been the case. People are still working out um, their budgets, how they can travel, where they want to go, what they can afford. Flight prices are higher. Uh, The cost of living is higher. So there are just there are a lot of impacts um, on this industry. It's not just about the the hotel industry itself. It's it's the way consumers are perceiving their daily lives as well as travel.
0: So broadly, what does the average traveller look for when it comes to accommodation?
2: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a million dollar question. I mean we all look for for different things on different trips. I think one of the things that the pandemic taught us is just um, the number of reasons that people travel for. You know whether we're traveling for business, for leisure, for education. Uh, to visit friends and family, whatever it is, there are different reasons for travel. And we're, we're often looking for different things. What has become clear over the past few years, not just from the pandemic, although the pandemic has accelerated this, is that travelers are just much smarter now, they, they know exactly what they want, you know, they have price comparison apps, they can find on social media, the recommendations, the feedback about places they're traveling to. And they they probably research their trips more than they ever did before. So they have a very very clear picture of what they do want but also and this is something the hotel industry really has to take uh close notice of what they don't want and you know we have to balance that um consumers are smarter in everything we all are you know we use our apps much more um in our daily lives when we're buying foods when we're booking travel we're, we're, we're hire, hiring a, a car to to go around uh, the city or something like that um so Consumer perceptions just have become more digitalized, and we're just much more uh, aware of how we compare price, how we compare value, how we compare uh, location when we're looking for a hotel. All of those factors. And it's just much easier to do now online.
1: So, Gary, uh, aside from the cost, what expectations do you think people have when they stay at a budget hotel?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right. Cost is the number one value as well. I mean, you know, what do you get for what you pay? Um, I think with budget hotels, there's also location is often quite a factor. You know, the budget hotels tend to be in, in areas where there are a lot of other facilities close to them, which is quite important, whether that's bars or restaurants or cafes or close to museums, things like that. And I think also with the budget sector, there's a there's a real camaraderie. You know, people often people travel on their own, solo travelers or or maybe as two or three people, they want to meet people um who travel who travel in the same way as them, have a shared culture of budget travel. So there are a lot of these elements. Accessibility as well, when you land at the hotel, uh, when you land at the airport or the railway station, you know, how close is your hotel? How easy is it to get to? You know there are a number of different factors, but I would I would agree with you that the number one is, is cost and value.
0: So one thing that did come up from the president of my BHA is that the proposal for authorities to regulate online travel agencies and platforms and short-term rental accommodations, mainly by fixing the percentage that these agencies can charge. Right now, how is that affecting budget hotels?
2: So the, the, the problem for budget hotels a little bit at the moment is just the general cost of living rides and people are actually looking at how they're going to travel going forward. Um Regulation is a tricky issue when you get to to, to the hotel industry, because although you have problem A, which at the moment is that uh, budget uh, accommodation is struggling to recover. um, If you legislate, you're not only going to perhaps solve problem A, but you could create problem B and problem C. Um, You're actually going to, uh, if you regulate OTAs, for example... Now, what the aim of that is will be price capping so that you actually cap the price and you actually make it more affordable for uh, travelers, for budget travelers. But would that actually happen? You know, Would the OTAs actually pass on that saving to the customers or would they actually just take more money and the price stays higher or even goes up? So there's no guarantee that regulating is actually going to solve this problem. Um, Dr. Ganesh made a, an interesting point, I think, two or three months ago after the budget. And he said he was a little bit disappointed that the government didn't raise raise the service the annual service tax threshold for budget economy uh, budget hotels. And I think that's a good idea. I think that would really help um, with cash flow and things like that. That's a really good idea. But I think once you get into regulation, uh, the problem is you're just going to skew the market. And if you start regulating OTAs um, to benefit budget hotels, you know what's the impact in the wider hotel uh, economy? Four star, five star, three star. You have to look at the broader picture. Um, I don't think it would it would serve Malaysia's interests.
1: Now, the MyBHA president also cited Penang as an example of a state that's taken action to ensure that STRA businesses are regulated. What can you tell us about the success rate uh, that this has had and whether this model can be implemented in other states?
2: Yeah, big, tricky issue. I mean, the the issue of regulating short-term rentals in Penang, the the. The official version of this was it was to protect uh, residential neighborhoods um, from rowdy behavior and also from rent price increases. You know, I think we've seen around the world that short term rentals do have an impact on local communities. They do tend to raise uh, prices and, you know, you do tend to have um, some behavioral issues. But that's very different to actually regulating the, the price of, of other sectors. Um, as Dr. Ganesh is talking about, that could, you know, uh, help the budget uh, economy sector. I think you're also making an assumption that people who want to uh, rent short-term accommodation as part of their holiday would automatically transfer to a budget hotel. That's not necessarily true. You know, people travel to, uh, you know, the reason that short-term rentals are so popular is because that's uh, a new segment and and people like to travel that way. And they've become used to that, become accustomed to that. Um, This is something that there will not be a a short-term... A solution to and there will not be a short term uh, outcome, I don't think I think we'll see this gradually over time um, in, in terms of Penang's hotel stock, what will be the impact on prices of hotels will it increase the prices of hotels, simply because there are less accommodation options that's one issue. Um, that's okay. If you want to push up the prices of hotels, if you want to increase the yields, you know that, that, that will probably achieve that. But you will at, at peak demand periods um, have g- g- probably complaints from consumers because prices will just go too high. And there isn't that option or that choice of having uh, a short-term rental accommodation. So other states, w- w- my advice would be d- don't do it. I mean, avoid it. I think there are other ways around this. I think you can regulate so that you limit the the period of time per year that you can allow short-term rentals, so 120, 150, 180 days per year. But I think when you go down the route of a blanket ban, uh, you are just creating difficulties across other parts of your tourism industry.
0: Gary, what would you like to leave us with?
2: I think we're at a very interesting time. We're coming out of a pandemic and, one and a, well, less than one and a half years later, we're trying to make... Um, uh, conclusions about an industry that is transforming it's not just in malaysia this is worldwide you know a lot of different issues we're seeing worldwide in our region now in malaysia you know we we've got used to travelling again probably but you look at some countries in the region china uh, japan they're still in the early stages of their recovery so you know i think we need another 6 months probably until the end of this year until we can really make uh, stronger conclusions about the way travel and tourism is going to recover. But having said that, I understand Dr. Ganesh's uh, in, uh, issues. You know, he's trying to protect his industry. Um, one of the key factors about our industry is it isn't it just about the big players, the big hotels, the big OTAs, the big airlines. There are a lot of small businesses and they're still struggling. And, you know, finding ways to to help them to alleviate the problems and to improve their cash flow. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing issue, I think, throughout the rest of the year.
0: Gary, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Gary Bauman, Director at Check-in Asia, a tourism strategy firm, weighing in on the struggles of the budget hotel industry or budget hotel sector post-pandemic. And of course, one of the things that has come up is that booking platforms and online travel agencies are making it more difficult for budget hotels to turn a profit. So we've been asking you, do you usually book hotels on a booking platform or directly from the hotel? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note that's coming. Uh, here it is. Hi, Andy here. Uh, I've tried to book uh, hotels directly, budget hotels directly with the hotel, but inevitably most of them say, do not book with us, it's more expensive, why don't you book with uh, the apps that are out there and then they will give me a series of uh, apps. And I find that it's much cheaper than the published rates of the budget hotel and also I can get uh, better uh, additional add-ons, you know, like uh, small little... Uh, Things like the breakfast or even an early check-in or a late check-out. So uh, booking through the apps for the budget hotels is much cheaper and more convenient. Andy, you know, I... Do not blame you at all. I am a little bit surprised that the hotels themselves referred you to other platforms to to book. But um, I think this is an experience that many consumers might find that when they go on to a lot of these online booking platforms, there are better deals. Um, but I will say that, especially in recent times, particularly post pandemic, I'm finding that there are hotels that are matching or even surpassing those rates. Or sometimes you'll find, for instance, that booking directly from the hotel will mean that. That it is uh, refundable up to a much longer period. Uh, they might have things like breakfast or other things that you get thrown in. Um, so it, I guess the long and short of it is really, as a consumer, you need to put in a lot of work to sit down and do the comparing. So ultimately, two things. One is, yes, there needs to be perhaps regulation. But I think hotels themselves need to do some examining to figure out what they can offer consumers that the booking platforms can't match.
1: Sharmila, you've had a lot of experience in, in recent times in terms of traveling, I say with deep envy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you've uh, you've come back with a lot of, um, with a deeper sense or a more direct sense of what are the options are today in terms of booking. Uh, and I, Though I, I, I think that most of us have had that experience, right, of going to a new city, trying to uh, figure out where best to locate yourself, what are the options available. But how many of us think then, well, now that I know the name of the hotel, I think would be good, that I would now try to get a better deal from the hotel directly?
0: Well... Sharad, actually, my response to Andy, uh, Andy was exactly driven by my recent experiences. Um, I had to put in a lot of research, basically cross-reference the booking different booking platforms, figure out um, what the difference is if I book directly from the hotel, and then make a list of, for instance, when are the uh, refund dates, how far away is my travel time, and... Uh, does it make sense for me to do a cheaper but non-refundable fare versus a more slightly more expensive, but at least I have the security net of being able to get a refund if the trip gets postponed or something like that? So, it as I said, it isn't easy um, because with more options also does come the responsibility to sort of look through those options and think about which is best for you. Um, honestly, if I could... If it is the easiest to go straight to the hotel website, isn't it? Um, the reason people seek alternatives is because often they find those too expensive.
1: Yeah. One, one thing that's come out of the interview with Gary, it's very clear that these innovations that have happened to the hotel industry have benefited in large part the consumers, right? Uh, the, just the range of options and the flexibility that it's afforded. Um, Is the budget hotel a sunset industry? Is it going to inevitably go through a period of pain in order to reinvent itself?
0: Yes, um, I think this is something they do need to be aware of. We're getting a number of people chiming in, most of them saying they tend to do the booking platforms. Uh, We will get to them after this, but we do want to hear from you as well. Keep your thoughts coming. We're talking about the budget hotel industry struggling post-pandemic, um, in large part due to the presence of online booking platforms and travel agencies. Um, and we want to hear from you: Do you usually book hotels on a booking platform or directly from the hotel? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note, or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this, so keep it here on the evening edition, BFM eighty nine point nine.
2: Because friends matter. BFM 89.9 The Business Station
0: It is 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And we've been talking about budget hotels and their struggles um, as tourism is in recovery. Um, And primarily uh, the problem being that they say they're losing money or rather not turning a profit because of online travel agencies and booking platforms, which make their profit margins very thin. So we've been asking you, do you usually book hotels on a booking platform or directly from the hotel itself? You can call 777-332-900, Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's kick things off with a voice note from Roberto.
1: I'm not sure why, but unfortunately, when I try to support the hotels by booking directly through their website or whatever um, way they have facilitated us. It's
2: more expensive
1: than through the apps. I do not know what is the rationale behind it. And uh, I do not know what is the mechanism there. Because if the hotel is giving those customers who are contacting them directly higher prices to compare what the agents or the apps are offering, they they, they are shooting themselves in their foot. You know what I mean? I don't understand that, but yeah, unfortunately, even though I always try to support sir, the hotel industry directly, it's always cheaper
2: and more affordable to to go through the apps. Yeah,
0: Roberto, thank you for that. You know, I I think this is an experience many people have, and admittedly, and Sherrod and I we were talking about this during the break. I am not fully aware of how these booking platforms work in terms of what is the cut they take, how they are able to offer rooms uh, for sometimes a significantly cheaper amount than the hotel. But what I have seen is many hotels either uh, put on their site or um, on their social media, book directly with us for the best rates. Um, But when you do try and book directly with them, often they're not the best rates. And and so really, they're shooting themselves in the foot does seem to be a little bit true. Yeah, but I wonder if the problem will be that
1: if uh, booking uh, online platforms have become um, um, a challenge for the hotel industry and they're driving prices down, and if we expect hotels to follow on that, then. Essentially, we're in a spiral downwards, right, in terms of price, which is great for consumers. But long term, this could be very detrimental to the bottom line of individual hotels. Yes,
0: because you, and also to the consumer, because you'll find that your money doesn't stretch as far. Uh, the amount you're willing to pay might mean that a hotel that previously was considered perhaps premium is no longer able to maintain itself to that level.
1: Yeah and so uh, so but you know it comes back to the earlier conundrum when you're traveling and when you're trying to decide on a place to stay what is your primary concern is mm. it about the health of the hotel industry or is it about your what is convenient for you what's uh, good for your wallet and and also you know the the kinds of options that are available so people today have understand some of the criticisms that come up about um, uh, Airbnb and those kinds of uh, services. But we know that they've transformed the industry for the better. They really have made it more convenient and they aggregate information and they help us uh, get the best deal.
0: So the the point about convenience is being made by a number of people. So Kevin, for instance, says hotel booking platforms, definitely, because you can compare prices and availability much more easily and faster. Alex says booking platforms are convenient to look at reviews and to compare prices. I um, mean, certainly this is one big draw, right? The fact that you can put in your travel dates, the city you want to be at or the place you're going to, and you get all your different options and you can filter it by uh, how many stars you're looking for, whether you need it to have a pool or not, whether you want it to be, uh, you know, which part of the city, that kind of convenience and aggregating is something that is very difficult to to run away from.
1: But one respect, uh, you and I, Shamila, disagree. It's the reviews and how much store we put in them. Because (laughs) I am not somebody who read too many reviews. I read them for mostly for entertainment purposes because they can be quite funny and dramatic and they seem to vary quite um, dramatically between, you know, one person's experience and another person's experience. So um, I don't put much store on that. Um, I... I'm the kind of person that if I'm going to the same city, uh, I tend to stay, stay at the same hotel. And so I already know what I'm up for. Well,
0: if you've had a good experience there, why not? Uh, I know Lynn was saying um, in a previous show that she's someone who enjoys trying different hotels. And and I kind of like I, That's why I read reviews, actually, um, mostly to see whether um, people are saying reasonably good things about the place that I intend to book if I haven't stayed there myself. So TIDJ brings up an interesting point. Um, They say, normally through a platform, I feel that the rates are generally cheaper. I could be wrong, but that's the mentality many end consumers have. It could be the result of the brilliant marketing campaigns run by the platforms, also probably due to word of mouth marketing. Everybody knows somebody who got a great deal for some fancy hotel. One interesting aspect to consider is which hotels count as budget hotels and what their rates are versus versus established hotel chains. I recently stayed at a budget hotel, um, but it was only marginally cheaper than rooms at, a, at an established hotel chain nearby. Uh, if I had thought more about it, I'd likely have stayed at the name brand hotel because when you consider the difference of price and the prestige and the perceived guarantee of comfort, the latter was better. The difference in price was only 10 ringgit.
1: Yeah, so... I think what TIDJ does bring up is the fact that different, uh, you know, it's a bit about scale, right? So the platforms have tremendous scale, right? Because they're they're doing it and most often globally. Uh, hotel chains have scale, and so one, you know, hotel in this city might not be doing so well can be cross subsidized by a much more successful uh, branch somewhere else. But the budget hotels generally don't have that. Uh, I do wonder about these platforms like uh, OYO, OYO.
0: Oh so budget, yeah budget hotels Child. yes.
1: But it's a chain right? It's, it's 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 created a kind of a platform feel about it. And so whether those types of uh, transformations in the budget segment have actually brought scale uh,
0: and and the benefits of that to uh, budget hotels. So I have found that what TIDJ is saying is true. Sometimes the difference between a quote-unquote prestige hotel and a budget hotel is a few dollars, a um, few ringgit rather, and in which case by and large, you're going to take the full-service hotel. Um, I did want to close off, at least on this side of things, with Jun Xiao, who's saying, I usually book hotels with the platforms, but I also keep an eye on the hotel website deals, whichever comes cheaper. And I wanted to read that because... Jun I think I'm kind of like you. It's come to the point now where I, I usually have a spreadsheet with price comparisons as, as well as who offers breakfast, who doesn't, who has an airport pickup before I decide. So ultimately, I think with more choice, a lot more of the burden of deciding does fall on the consumer. As,
1: as it should. I mean, it's always been because the, the consumer is now aided by all kinds of technological advances, you know, in the, in the Good old, bad old days, you know, we had, you know, shoestring guide to Southeast Asia. And you, and you and just you're...
0: turned up and took your chances. No you reviews to tell you anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the book sometimes did give you some <laughs> reviews. Like, what are the best? or What are the, you know, the favourite to backpacker um, establishments? But it is Backpacker.
0: <laughs> so keep those thoughts coming. Um, do you usually book hotels um, on a booking platform or do you directly go to the hotel? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice voice note or WhatsApp 18 789 tweeters at BFM radio in the meantime um, a number of different thoughts coming in uh, Rids just saying obviously I would go for the booking platform no matter what um, meanwhile MC says some platforms do the offer some platforms offer lowest price guaranteed and then they match the lower price so I've seen this before on different platforms they say we'll match the lowest price I've never taken them up on it and I've been Curious about whether do they really do it? Um, as in, if you find a cheaper one, will they will they let you? Get a discount.
1: I mean, so you have to provide evidence. I would that, assume so, yeah, part- and and
0: probably for the same date and for the same sort of room. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone has experiences with the lowest price guaranteed and they'd like to share, I'd actually love to hear about it. Um, we also have um, Sasi saying, "I usually use the platform to check out the offer and will call up the hotel to find out if they offer the same or better price, and I go with the lower price." Um, this is something that I was telling you about as well, Sharad, that I've heard some people do this Um, basically call up the hotel and go hey you know could you give us this price
1: so you tell the hotel that you could go with the booking platform but you you wouldn't mind going with them if they could better or sweeten the deal and so that becomes uh an interesting thing because i know people we've all learned to game the system right as even as systems change we learn how to uh, maximize our benefits, or uh, you know, um, in any kind of scenario.
0: Let us know. You can call 777-332-900 Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM
2: eighty nine point nine, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.